the hits just keep on coming, folks. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Do you have a, a farm or even a, a small business at your home? Where where does that get its water from? Where does your home get its water from? Where does your farm get its water from? No, we're not going to be talking about water adjudication. This is about water quality and a, a change in the state regulations uh, for your water. Um, yeah, it gets complicated, but this could really, really affect a lot of people, certainly in farming and outside of farming as well. In fact, it could affect me personally. Um, we'll talk about my example, which isn't that exciting, but um, you know, I guess we, my family has a little tiny farm, I guess. But even if it wasn't a farm, it was a business, this could have the potential to either cost me un, untold amounts of money or quit doing what we're doing uh, with a business or, or a farm on my property. Why? Because of the well and the state now wanting to test that and, and treat me and everybody basically as if they're guilty until proven innocent. They need to get a permit. You need to, I need to apparently get a permit to... Um, use our water uh, under certain circumstances. Joining me right now with the Washington Dairy Federation, Jay Gordon. Welcome to the program this morning, Jay. Explain what is going on here. When I first heard about this, I thought, okay, well, this is not good for farming. And then I had more explain, more and more of the detail explained to me. And I'm like, man, this is going to hit a lot of people, not just farmers. Well, good morning, Dylan. Um, this is a policy change by the Department of Health that would, um, interestingly, without state law being used as a background, they just came up with a policy statement <laughs> that outlined a number of big changes in when and how the Department of Health views you as exempt from what's called Group B public water system permitting requirements. And they changed pretty much everything about what what uh, what allows you to not. Okay, so hold on. Group, a group B water system. Yeah, Group B water system. That's... I'm assuming group A is what, like the less important ones, and group B is supposed to be the more important water systems? Uh, it's, that... size, it's, it's size dependent. Group so, okay. B is up to 25 people, and group A is above 25 people. Is oh, the short okay. Version. Okay, so, okay. and Group A to be a bigger system. And what's even smaller than that? It's you're either one of those, or you're just exempt entirely. Well, what the what the what the legislature has granted is two different types of exemptions from Group B. One, if you're a a single house, uh, you're exempt. If you're a farm with no more than four houses on that well, then you're also exempt from Group B requirements. And those exemptions go back, I don't know, thirty years, thirty five years. Mm -hmm. So. If you're not exempt, then all of a sudden you need to get a permit as a group B well, which I guess technically that's what I have at my place then, right? Well, you're not permitted by the Department of Health, are you? No, but it would be a group B well that has been up until now exempt from this rule. But now because we technically have a business you know, selling flowers that we grow on our glorified garden out of the old milk house and the old dairy farm that I live on. Now we're a business, we're doing commercial activities on that well, and we're no longer, from what I understand with this rule change, going to be ex exempt from all of the regulations. If you have any commercial well or industrial activity, uh, 
you would have to a first submit an application to be exempt, which again, the state law doesn't require an application to be exempt. It says you're exempt, but this policy change would require you to submit an application. We assume to the department of health, and that's not just a four house farm or a farm with up to four houses on it. That's any, any single well. And if you have commercial or industrial activities, what the policy says is you're not exempt. Then you'd have to get a group B public water system permit and all the testing and rules and regulations and associated with having a public water system a public water system which i mean in my case is laughable it's my family of five uh and an and an old you know uh, not in terms of water quality but in terms of water quantity exempt permit exempt well so many people are in the same position as me across whatcom county here and across washington state particularly in rural areas it's not a public water system for crying out loud, but because we sell some flowers, suddenly it's a commercial activity and we, we have a public water system. Yep. That's what, <laughs> that's what it would say. Or does and, say. And so, so somebody who's just has chickens out back and sells the eggs, which you know, it's living the, the hobby farm dream, right? It's awesome. That apparently now is if you're using water from that, well, it's a public water system because you're selling those eggs. Yeah, well, and there's also another policy in there that's even more, it, as just as problematic, is they decided that you can only have a house or a resident hooked to an exempt, a well is exempt. So if you had water to hooked up to put water in your horse barn or your mm-hmm. chicken shed or yep. your your shop that you work on and repair your neighbor's pickup every once in a while, right? that's not a residential connection, so you also wouldn't be exempt. Oh, good grief. Oh, and, so it doesn't and even have to a, be a commercial activity. You, like you said, fixing your neighbor's pickup and you have a, happen to have a sink in the shop where you rinse the grease off your hands and now you're a public water system, according to the state. Because you have it hooked to a non-residential uh, connection. Oh, and, and if you're a farm, there's a farm exemption that says you can have up to four houses on the same well on the same farm. But they reinterpreted that to say only if people that own the farm or work on the farm live in those houses. You can't have, can't have a rental. Know, former employees or a friend or a renter or a neighbor. Or, Which know. a lot of people have. I mean, it's, it's yep. one of the ways people make ends meet in this brutal market for growing food. <sighs> Jay, Gordon, Jay, Jay Gordon with the Washington State Dairy <laughs> Federation is with us. The bearer of bad news this morning here on the farming show. So the state is actually planning to do this. So what what are the rules and regs, at least at a high level, that if they say now, again, it's just laughable and ludicrous to me that my well and my property, that would be considered a, a public water system. And so it would be subject to more stringent regulations and require a permit. What are those rules? What does it take to get a per- permit for a group B well? I don't actually know. I don't. <laughs> I have not had to do that. I'm, I've got a farm just like you do. Mine's a little yep. bigger, but doesn't matter. Four houses on it. And yep. Never, never had a group B white, so I don't know. Um, probably should have looked that up, but really doesn't matter because, you know, we're putting, the, we've got a letter that we're going to get a bunch of organizations signed on asking the Department of Health to come sit down with us, which they've not done. So in, in addition to... <laughs> battery legal policy making they also didn't yeah. communicate any of this with anybody until about a month ago we got wind of this policy change and 
and so we're so the plot requesting a meeting with the department of health leadership to explain themselves well and again you're not sure on the specific details but certainly i'm guessing it would require some kind of water testing to determine if there are particular contaminants in your water right yes yes and now you're saying okay they didn't even follow their own rules the state's rules whatever rules there are for for due process in making this kind of a change they just went and arbitrarily made the change yes <sighs> what is with these people I, I, this is insane to me and this isn't just again it's, it's farms people growing food at, at all different um uh, scales, but also again, like you're saying, just somebody who has a, a shop out in the barn where they work on the neighbor's pickup truck to help somebody out. Well, that's a public water system now, and you have to have your water tested again. We don't know all the specifics that it would require, but I'm sure it would involve you having your water tested. And then what are they going to say? Oh, your nitrates are too high because or whatever it might i remember having to move into my house and i think because of my financing i was subject to water testing that was a whole trick too because the test is sensitive and it throws these false positives and all kinds of problems with it what a nightmare and and really an assault in a lot of ways from olympia on rural residents of washington state um jay where is this coming from why why would the state care to do this? Uh, we suspect a bunch of reasons, but you know, part of it may be going back to, you mentioned nitrates, it may be going back to trying to get more information in some of these communities that may have high nitrates. Uh, don't know. Again, we have not been, you know, Department of Health has not sat down with us. They've not explained this. Um, you know, um, you know, part of what you also mentioned was, you know, why, where's this coming from? And what problem uh, is, is it even trying to solve? Well, there's a good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't don't know. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, but, it's. But there's you know there there's involvement from what I understand of more than just uh, our state agencies here too. There there are other folks and some some familiar names too who are very interested in seeing these kinds of things happen. What do we know about that? Just we know EPA has been back pushing again on nitrates and um, suspect that they've been in conversations with health and maybe part of the impetus behind this. Um, certainly don't have a name and a phone number and an address book of who did it, but right. it sort of smells familiar. Yeah, a- absolutely um, and, does. And, and and I guess, you know, one of the other points is, is you know, you mentioned that they don't seem to be understanding, you know, what's the problem? How much is this going to cost? Who's going to be affected? Those are all things that should get picked up in what's called the rulemaking process right you know or if you're going to pass a law change you do it in olympia and you have public hearings and you have to get it through the house and the senate and the governor signs it that's that's how you make law then agencies can make rules and they're already granted authority to make rules where the legislature says they make rules but those rulemaking processes include requirements for reaching out to affected stakeholders stating the problem stating the costs doing an economic cost benefit analysis um, a very deliberative rulemaking timeline public hearings public comments um, really becoming more informed about what you're trying to do as an agency and because this is a policy statement the Department of Health avoid or skipped all of those precautions normally in creating laws or creating rules, they made this up mostly out of whole cloth. 
with so they, no outreach to stakeholders, no economic impact statements, no public comments. So they, I mean, we feel, found out by accident. They feel like they can essentially, I mean, they would say they would take issue with the use of this term, but they can essentially legislate um, because this is, yeah, this is new rules that people have to follow from the bureaucracy. Um, yes. And they kind of feel apparently that they have carte blanche. Yes. <laughs> Very frustrating. <laughs> Again, this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. I am with Save Family Farming, and joining me this half hour is Jay Gordon. He is, uh, what's your governmental affairs director? What's your official policy director? Yeah. Uh, There at the Washington State Dairy Federation. Of course, we talked with his colleague, Dan Wood, uh, often on this program, as well as Jay updating us. Dairy is very important to us here in Whatcom County. Of course, it's still our biggest uh, farming economy or, or you know, production-wise, uh, what we do here locally in Whatcom County. And it's very important across Washington State, uh, right up there uh, among the, uh, of course, every year there's a little give and take of who's, uh, who's second and third. It's usually the apples that are always top dog, but uh, dairy is right up there as well. So it's very important to know what's going on with the dairy community. Interestingly, of course, this will affect dairy farms, but it's, you know, this isn't true of all the things that we talk about on the program, Jay. This is one that I, and politically I'm thinking, what are what do they have in their heads to do this? Because this is going to affect so many people. For what reason? It's one thing if you roll out stringent regulations that are really going to mess with people's lives and livelihoods. If there is... A, a real problem that needs to be addressed. And even in those cases, we'll see a lot of debate and heartache and frustration back and forth. It'll be a political football for people here. It's not even clear what the problem is that they're trying to solve directly. Um, and yet it's something that will affect untold thousands of people uh, across Washington state. It's, it, it really boggles the mind as to how they feel that they can get away with it. Process-wise, can this be stopped now? I mean, what, oh, yeah. what, what are the, the levers here? It, you know, this is, this is, this is you know, our letter's the opening round on this one. But, you know, we got legislative season coming up. Um, they're, they're, this is one of those, this is probably one of the most egregious examples of, of a bureaucracy creating policy without legislative uh, directive or authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm hopeful and optimistic that this one's pretty easy. They look and go, or, or we get the legislators to slap them down and go, you don't have the authority to do this right. and you will stop. Um, you know, and, and, you know, this one is, like I said, <laughs> Pretty mind-nubbing how you think that you get the power as a bureaucrat to wholeheartedly, out of thin air, create an entire new program, quantify or 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 delete essentially an exemption, make up new rules without rulemaking. Uh, so you know, I mean, if if need to be, then you know, if they won't back up, then we take them to court, and I'll gladly do that pretty quickly and yeah. easily if we need to. Um, well, and let a judge go. You don't make laws. You're bureaucrats. The lawmakers make laws. Um, so forgive me for being repetitive, but I just keep bouncing back to how ludicrous this whole scenario is. What you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but basically anybody with a private well, so anybody that's not on a city, a municipal water system, is going to have to file to be- get down on their knees, knees and beg and plead that uh, they can be. Exempt, and yes, then, gotta, and then some, fine. and then some. By definition, that we've already covered, absolutely will not have a prayer of being exempt. 
Not if these, you know, if the policy goes through, no. So anybody that has a private well right now, I mean, we've been, we've been sounding the alarm about a water rights adjudication here saying, and because it wasn't clear to a lot of folks initially when this came up a couple of, you know, three years ago now, I guess, um, about adjudication and the Department of Ecology saying that they wanted to move ahead with that. Um, a lot of folks at, at first incorrectly, unfortunately, thought, well, this is just something that the farmers have to worry about. This just affects the farming community. And we've been saying all along, no, 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 no. It's not just farmers. This is going to affect everybody. Um, really, technically, even people who live in a city, because as things are hashed out uh, with uh, adjudication, there's going to be costs associated, and that's going to be passed along to their ratepayers in each municipality. Uh, but I digress on that issue that we've talked about ad nauseum here on the program. But this also will affect all of those same private well owners, which is a huge group of, of people. I mean, that's many thousand uh, different wells that that would affect here in Whatcom County alone where I'm at. I don't even want to think about how many thousands across Washington State. Every single person, even grandma down the road who's you know lived at the same house for you know, on the same private well out in the country, for 80 years is now going to have to file and ask the state, please exempt me from having to get a permit to keep using the same well. And they have to do it every five years. Every five years. And sorry, yeah, six years ago you got an <laughs> exemption, but that was too long. You have to file before that date comes. It boggles the mind. Uh, <laughs> and again, just to get back to what is probably the crux of this, there are powers that be that want to probably, again, we're reading into this, use this as a, a, a tool to be able to, as you said, Jay, gather more information then about farms. Um, farms that otherwise aren't subject to this level of scrutiny with their water. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's what we suspect. Now, farms yeah, that, that use... That, that's the problem statement, I guess. Farms that sure use... problem, but... Yeah, farms that water animals and use water in the milk house or have any level of, you know, food processing already have to have a high level of water testing, right? Yeah. Dairy farms, grade A permit. If you're a manufacturer, you've got certain Department of Ag standards you have to follow. But this would give essentially state government and potentially federal government via state government or local government, who knows, uh, access to more wells and more places where they could say, aha, you have high nitrates, therefore you must be polluting. Hard to say what they'd use the data for, but hmm. you're not. <laughs> you're, it's, we haven't. It's not like we haven't seen that acu accusations before as well. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's just my uh, mind going uh, extracurricular here, but I, I feel like this could. Uh, could be part of the MO here, uh, considering all the controversy around this issue. Again, I would ask, what is the exact problem that we're trying to solve? I, I'm not seeing people um, dropping dead here from <laughs> drinking water out of wells that have been in service for a long, long time. Jay Gordon with the Washington State Dairy Federation sounding the alarm, bearing the bad news for us this morning, what's going on, and, and good luck on this fight, Jay. Let's hope that we can turn this around, and hopefully this never becomes a, a complete reality, even though it sounds like the state's already kind of trying to make people do this, right? We've had at least one farmer that seems to have been communicated about this being the new policy. And that, oh, we you know, just changed the rules. Up, up the temperature a little bit. It's like, really? We have we just barely heard about this yeah. thing, and now you guys are already out there communicating that 
uh, you got to go get you got to go get this application for a permit exemption. So. Change change the rules in October. Don't tell anybody, and then start rolling it out in uh, December or November yeah. or whenever. Uh, it's unbelievable. Jay Gordon, thanks so much for your time this morning. We appreciate you it. You are more than welcome, Dylan. Thanks.